Kids love movies. If you're a young person who can't see or can't see well, Audio Description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy. The benefits of Audio Description in Education Beatty Contest, sponsored by ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program, wants those kids to experience Audio Description and then tell us about it. You have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher. Just go to www.badycontest.org, B-A-D-I-E, contest.org, and keep on enjoying audio description. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good evening, everyone. We are so excited that you're taking the time this evening to join the Out of Sight Adventures crew. Let me take a moment to introduce myself. I am Terry Suarez. I am the luckiest woman to be in charge of this fantastic, talented crew that we all have the passion to travel. And we appreciate, we know you have a lot of things to do tonight, and you chose to take this hour to travel with us as we get ready for the leadership event this weekend and traveling to Washington, D.C. Hey, Brian. President for Roll Call. Oh, wait. That's, oh. <laughs> that's next week. Cool. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is my wingman. Desiree will be our pilot tonight. How you doing, Desiree? Pretty good. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks for being here. And taking charge of the controls of the ACB airlines that we're flying tonight. And Darrow, how are you doing tonight? Our man that makes us connected with the world on ACB radio and all the listeners. I am doing very well and we are well connected tonight. All right. Yay. That's fantastic. Well, we are super excited. We want everyone to come in, to find your seat. Um, some of you guys got to experience an old-fashioned drink. Some of you got a Washington apple. Yes, I know. Washington apples are not from Washington, D.C. They're from Washington State. But, um, you know, just had to have a little bit of fun. Otherwise, we are traveling domestic. So our guide dogs are all set. ACB Airlines has a fantastic program that we are all situated with our paperwork. And we just have to let everybody um, check in that their dogs are healthy and all current on their shots. So thank you, ACB Airlines, for making that smooth and simple. We hope everyone had no problems with TSA. And we are ready to go. Anything else, team? Yes, I would ask that everyone please stay muted, regardless of what you think you know your background noise is, um, because uh, I will. I will. We are streaming, and if it is uh, not uh, abundantly clear, I will continue to mute you repeatedly. And please keep your hands inside the aircraft at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for takeoff, pilot? Yes, we we're are for takeoff. Uh, the um, weather as we're traveling is going to be 34 degrees with rain, so it might be a bumpy ride. I just love the sound of that. Oh. I just wish all flights were, you know, 13 seconds. 
Well, you know, it's the ACB, you know, Learjet that we have, you know. know. (laughs) And I believe we have arrived at Dulles Airport. (gasps) Yes, we're at Dulles. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, we don't even have to travel very far to go ahead and start our great trip. Um, We're going to stop and go over to the hangar over here. Um, You know, the Smithsonian Museum has so many wonderful places. And my favorite one is Air and Space. And they actually have two locations. But the one at Dulles has the big stuff, like the Discovery Shuttle, um, a Concorde, a B-29. And Wait, all these- I thought I was supposed to do the Travel Geek segment. What's going on here? I feel like this is role reversal. <laughs> well, you know, I you know, spent some time in Washington, D.C. When I was 17, I was a page for two weeks for a senator. And uh, if I wasn't working for the senator, you could find me at Air and Space. So it was fantastic because I just love the price of going to the Smithsonian. Do you know how much it is, Brian? Is it free 99? It's free 99. That's my favorite price too. (laughs) I know that's, that's like, that fits in any line budget, any line budget. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So, but, you know, um, shall we go inside? I can spend hours in here, Brian. You know, shall we? I, I think I hear something in the background. Hold on Which one second, building? please. What? Wait, what? Is that the president? Is that the president? We have the president on our call tonight. What? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. We had the cheerleaders from the Bucks, and then we get the president on our call. Oh, my goodness. Oh my That's gosh. amazing. How do, I look? How do I look? Do I look okay? It's the president. Well, hello, sir. Do we have the president with us? Good evening. How are you all doing this evening? Yay! Oh, there he it's is. Our president. <laughs> <laughs> so we have ACB president Dan Spoon with us. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, uh, ahead of it was a great flight. I wish all my flights to DC <laughs> were this nice. Right, thirteen <laughs> seconds, and uh, <laughs> you and might I had come two out a little Washington distant. apples. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so we're going into our legislative session next week. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that? A little bit what the city means to you, and maybe what we can expect from ACB in the year to come. Sure. I mean, first, uh, Washington, D.C. holds a very special place in my heart because that's where I met my wife, Leslie. We, uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, oh, <laughs> there she yay! is. It's the first lady. Awesome. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How is everybody tonight? Everybody's good. Thanks Wonderful. For Thanks for being here, Leslie. We, oh, we- thank you for having us. We actually met uh, at a convention at the uh, DuPont Circle Hilton there in downtown D.C. And our first date was going to see the uh, Lincoln Memorial and the Vietnam Memorial and all the, you know, the stuff on the mall. Then we went to down to Georgetown to a nice little bar on the water and had a drink and actually got invited. I mean, this is the most awesome first date ever. We were actually walking out on the pier and a couple saw us and invited us to join them on their houseboat. And we went up to the second floor of the houseboat and they gave us wine and crab cakes and we were out there on the water. Now, 
you can't plan a first date like that. That was incredible. So now, Dan, I got to interrupt you for a second. Yes. For everybody that plans to go to convention, yes. this is a full disclaimer from Out of Sight Adventures that you may not meet your next wife if you're single or husband, <laughs> uh, but it can happen. So it can please, happen. It most proceed. certainly can. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, it, it was a, it, it, you know, and at the time, Leslie lived, lived in Las Vegas and I lived in Orlando. So we did like the cross country dating for about a year plus. Again, not with those short 13-second flights either. Yeah, that would have been amazing, longer. right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we've, we, when we go to Washington, D.C. every year, it really puts smiles on our faces. So Awesome. Very, so very cool. We enjoy that part of it. And uh, yeah, so there's, you know, just all kinds of wonderful things to do in D.C. There's wonderful museums. Uh, you can, uh, you know, you can... Uh, see the see the sites uh see all the government buildings all that wonderful stuff and uh tremendous food our favorite place to dine we love old Ebbets grill which is right <gasps> near the we're going there tonight so oh, glad you brought that up and their 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 banana <laughs> their banana uh bread pudding is to die for mm-hmm. oh okay now we even know what we're eating when we go there look at that <laughs> that's great you had the that's president great. on and he shall not direct you in the wrong path there you it. go so so. leslie what's your favorite dish there oh i guess she went away okay I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> can you hear me? Yep, yeah. I can hear you. Okay. Your, sorry. What, I'm trying to what, do two things at once. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we know you guys are super busy. Uh, at Old Ebbets, my favorite yeah. thing is the is the bread pudding with the chocolate chips. That's oh, so chips. yummy. So you're talking my language. It's the crab fantastic. cakes are pretty good too. Mm. Crab cakes awesome. are wonderful. Mm. I haven't had a bad meal. There's good salads. I mean, mm. we've to Washington for a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been there since 1857. It was yeah, originally yeah. the first saloon of yeah. Washington, wow. D.C. Was it? And it feels mm-hmm. like it's kind of been added onto. I mean, you, you just, mm-hmm. you can walk and walk and walk before you ever yeah. get to it. And it's designed for large parties. So there'll be tables that hold 10 or 20 people. It's just really. Really Dan and cool. I were yeah. talking about it today. We're sad we're not going. And, yeah. you know, Aww. Good enough. Can Good I go enough. buy some clothes <laughs> and yeah. some boots and get ready to go to the cold weather? And it's just, it's kind of sad. We're not going to see our friends and go to Washington, D.C. where we met. And it's just such great memories there for us. And so it's oh. kind of sad. It's, it's, it's kind of melancholy this week for me. So yeah. we, we but we're going to get to see everybody we'll on Zoom. Enough. Yeah. yeah, on Zoom. yeah. yeah. I know, but it's not the same. <laughs> so, Dan, so kind of a lot of cool stuff happening this week. So yes. we're going to have yes. a, we're going to have a board meeting on uh, Saturday, which is uh, open to uh, any ACB members to listen to on on the radio. Probably be on uh, ACB Radio Mainstream. Uh, so that'll be available. Uh, that's from uh, eleven o'clock to five o'clock Eastern on Saturday. Uh, and then it looks like the uh, voting task force is planning on having a community call later on that night to talk about voting, which we're going to be doing at the convention this year. So that's one of the things the board's going to be voting on uh, at the convention. I mean, at the board meeting. And then Sunday, we have a, uh, a wonderful president's meeting set up. That's going to run from 10 
until 5.30 on Sunday. We'll have all kinds of wonderful breakout sessions. Uh, we're going to have uh, Kate Vendemio, who's a uh, marketing uh, consultant and project manager. She's going to come talk to us about uh, what, uh, how affiliates can uh, you know, help do uh, marketing and communications plans and all of that. So that will be a really good presentation. We're going to have our audio description, I mean, excuse me, our, our audio description project come and talk about what's new going on with audio description, with streaming on smart televisions and uh, spectrum access and multiple things there. Uh, we're going to have a breakout session on the ACB radio, moving to the ACB uh, media network and all that's involved with that transition. Uh, we're going to hear from Bill Reeder, who is a member of our advisory council, and he's a fundraiser extraordinaire, works for George Mason as a professor there. And so he's going to talk to us about fundraising and, and how you can improve uh, money coming into your affiliates. Uh, we're also going to have, this is kind of an exciting, a group of six members of ACB who are kind of all under the age of 45 that have kind of really gotten involved in the last couple of years and what has drawn them to the American Council of Blind and where they see things working positively inside of ACB. And, and one of them happens to be where, here. Oh, yay! yay! And where they see potential barriers, you know. The, so I think that will be a really interesting discussion. And then we're going to talk about membership and how we grow membership and how we kind of improve the membership process. So, and then we're going to have a breakout session on the community and that Cindy's going to lead. We're going to start the day with the Multicultural Affairs Committee and really talking through, uh, you know, uh, uh, anti-racism and diversity and, you know, how we really get beyond, uh, you know, unconscious bias inside of, of ACB. So, I think that will oh, be a wow. really informative subject, uh, topic. And then uh, we'll hear from all our, our different uh, events that are going to happen at the convention. Uh, we'll hear from Janet. We'll hear from the Resolutions Committee. Uh, we've got a wonderful speaker. Um uh, who is from uh, Be My Eyes, and he's going to do uh, a really exciting job. He's their VP of communications, uh, and uh, Will will be joining us for, for our keynote speaker. And so it, uh, it really, really, really will be a good day. And then Sunday night, this is kind of exciting, but we've got really a lot of our leaders from the blindness community are all getting together to do a fireside chat. Uh, we invited them and, and they're all coming, which is exciting. So I'm going to kind of emcee it. And we're going to have Mark Riccobono from NFB. We're going to have Kirk Adams, who's the executive director from American Foundation for the Blind. We've got Don Overton from the Blinded Veterans, uh, Lee Nasahi from Vision Serve Alliance, uh, and we've got, got uh, Mark Reichert from AER, and they're all going, and, uh, and Craig Meter from APH. So they're all going to come, and we're all going to just chat about what's going on, what, what 2020 meant for all of our organizations, and where we see the future going in 2021. So that's going to be an exciting fireside chat on Sunday night. And then we have two I'll bring days. The s'mores. I'll bring yeah. the s'mores. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, and then we have two days of legislative seminar on um, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Clark Crackful and the Advocacy Steering Committee have just done a fantastic job of putting together two days just jam-packed with all kinds of discussions of relevant policies that are impacting our community. So we're going to have, uh, uh, we're going to hear from uh, uh, an expert uh, on the legislature to talk about the 20, 117th Congress and what to expect over the next two years and what kind of the climate is right now and where we see we can work, to, you know, the different uh, parties can work together. And then we're going to also uh, be doing a big breakout session on transportation. We're going to do a breakout session on live, learn, and earn with vision loss that's going to focus on rehab and education and employment. We're going to do uh, accessible voting. Uh, and then the second day, we're going to focus on, uh, again, having a good, a wonderful keynote speaker who's the new um, chair of the access board and he's going to speak and then we're going to hear uh, a whole set of panel discussions on digital accessibility and where that looks uh, where the future is for for accessibility in in kind of the whole digital presence and then we'll also be having a, a breakout session on health and wellness so so lots and lots of really, really cool stuff. So uh, we're looking forward to Monday and Tuesday, and then we're going to go walk on Capitol Hill and, and talk to all of our legislators about the three imperatives that we've got out there. So, And all of those that are signed up and ready, there's mm -hmm. still room to sign up for $20, right? To get the oh. whole agenda and all the Zoom links, right? It's just 20 bucks. $20 is the best deal going of the whole package for only $20. So, yeah. I mean, it's not free 99. I mean, I might still be hanging out at the Smithsonian. If you don't see me, <laughs> it's because I'm hanging out in the Discovery shuttle and you know i i just i love that place um well president spoon we are so blessed that you stopped by i know you're super busy um i did want to give you a little bit of facts on the restaurant Ooh. old um old, old ed bay grill yep yeah. it's um, it was built in 1856 is when it's opened and it's moved around quite a bit due to the changing of Washington, DC, mm -hmm. but the location that you and the first lady go to was developed in 1983 and has mm -hmm. been in that location since 1983. Hmm. So I wanted you to know that. Well, so thank you so much. Thank you I all. Enjoy your, enjoy your trip to DC and you know, enjoy the flight back home. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dan. We appreciate you coming on and taking Thank some time you. out of your life. Right, bye, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. So how cool. We had the president on Out of Sight Adventures. We've had cheerleaders. We've had world <laughs> travelers. This is the place to be in this that's, in this community. You just so, never know who's going to travel with us. That's right. So now I get to do my travel geek because we are going to D.C., one of the geekiest places in the world. So I'm so excited. Uh, Washington, D.C., of course, is the capital of this country. But did you know that the United States of America has had nine different cities serve as capital? Uh, oh. Six before the constitutional era. And then since the constitutional era, we've had three, which were Philadelphia, my hometown in New York City, and then the permanent location of D.C., uh, which was created on July 16th of 1790. Um, 
it's just over 68 square miles. So it's not very big, but it does have 700,000 people. So there are a ton of people there. It gets crowded because there's a ton of tourists there on top that don't know where they're going. Unless they're with the tour. So people just kind of walking around with their head up in the air, looking at the things and yeah. So, um, so fun facts, Herbert, Herbert Hoover and John Quincy Adams both had pet alligators while residing in the White House. So think about that. On your, next, on your next tour of the White House, you may come across an alligator. Now, it's part of mine and Terry's <laughs> everyday life when we go walking, but um, being down here in Florida, but in Washington, D.C., not so much. Um, if D.C. were a state, this is a fun fact for all you food and drink people. If D.C. were a state, they would be the biggest wine-consuming state per capita. Not California, not New York, not these cosmopolitan states. It'd be Washington, D.C. Drink more, more wine per capita than anywhere else in the country. Now, here's for my Star Wars fans. You ready? Ready. The National, ready. Cathedral, the, the National Cathedral has a ton of gargoyles on it, protecting it. So because it's that style mm-hmm. of architecture. On the northwest corner of the cathedral if you take your binoculars out one of those gargoyles has a darth vader sculpted head oh <gasps> okay who did that and why because that's awesome that is so that, that was probably really the awesome. thing that i geeked out the most about but yeah that that was pretty awesome to me i'm like that's so cool that somebody did that um so wow <laughs> that's the north side of the cathedral cathedral the northwest side of the cathedral you they okay. said take out binoculars and you can actually go online and find pictures of it um so this is another fun fact the the east to west running streets of dc are a b c d e f g well in the old english i and j were interchangeable you could often find thomas jefferson signing ti instead of tj and hence since they're interchangeable and very much alike there is no j street and that was that was the reason there is no um, J troop in World War One is because up until that point the the old army and the old government stuff were still not using J. Wow! Um, so Poor yeah, little stuff. J. And I got something for you, Karate Kids fans out there. Woohoo! Karate Kid, think wax about on. it. Bonsai. Wax, wax on, wax off, wax on, wax <laughs> off. The National Bonsai Museum with over two hundred bonsai trees is in Washington D.C. And not to leave out, you know, our 007 fans would like to know. And this you can actually, there's, it's been on Pawn Stars and a couple other TV shows. There is a National Spy Museum in D.C. Yes, there is. So I went through that really fast. And the Travel (laughs) Geek segment is over because there's a lot. There's still so much more to talk about. We'll get there. We'll get there. But before we go. Yes. Before we go, I'm hungry. Where would you like to go? Well, you know where I want to go. Astro Donuts. Astro Donuts and Fried Chicken. Yes. Okay, so I looked up the best place to get a donut, and they gave me six, but this is the one that was bolded, and you got to go here. And come on, a donut shop that serves fried chicken, they literally literally have a chicken sandwich with a donut bun. I know. I mean, I can't wait life to doesn't go, get much I better love- than that in this mm. chubby foodie's opinion. It's just me. I um, know, but what I like is they only serve like four different kinds of donuts in a certain period of time. So if you're not there, you miss out. So like, they, they it's have an exclusive donuts. They have four monthly flavors. She is absolutely right about that. The biggest selling monthly 
flavor is the s'mores donut. <gasps> but for this month, because I called them today to see what their top selling donuts were for the day. And she's like, excuse me. I was like, yeah, I do a podcast and we're featuring <laughs> you guys tonight. What's your best selling donut? She's like, that's hard. And she told me all about the monthly program. But she said for this month, it is Rocky Road and Key Lime, which kind of shocked Ooh. me because I thought we're, Valentine's would be a red velvet. But, you know, I'm like, okay, Rocky Road and Key Lime Pie. And I'm going key lime pie donut. Key lime, yeah, my son would do that too. I, I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm say, I'm sticking with their two top sellers, What's which is that? a maple bacon donut. Which is, oh. I'm eating a whole dozen of those and then going into a diabetic <laughs> coma. And then the other one is for my wife is the creme brulee. They make a creme Ooh. brulee donut where they actually torch the top of it, and that so, the creme brulee and the maple bacon donut are their two top sellers. So you can get a chicken dinner platter for when your kids are like, I don't want to eat dinner. I want dessert. Well, you get both or you can get the chicken separate and then the donuts for later. But Terry was really psyched about this place for another reason. Cause those of you who listen know that we've known each other since high school and well, you give them a little history on the place, Terry. Okay. So this place was started by two hockey players. They are high school buddies and they, every time after they got off the ice and had practice, Um, they would go somewhere to eat. And so when they both joined the Capitol, which is the um, hockey league team for Washington, (laughs) D.C., they came up with this idea of donuts and fried chicken. And the great history is, is um, I was so excited about the president being on. I forgot their names, the two hockey players. But one of them um, played in Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. So it's like so cool. And these guys have been friends this whole time and they've been very successful. They make sandwiches out of their donuts. They do the fried chicken. And it's just so neat when you see high school friends still be productive and great entrepreneurs. And Terry, I just I just looked up their last names. One's last name is powdered and the other one is glazed. Right. (laughs) And and I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. Powder and glaze. Yeah, here I am. Oh, uh, you know what, long. Brian? Some things never change. That's why yep. I love having you as my wingman. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but no, That's I thought it was for. great. Like hockey players, you know, they're very physically fit. They're very active, but they want to eat donuts and fried chicken. I love yeah, it. Yeah, they do. Stellar food. Stellar food. I know. And y'all know how much I love my fried chicken. So. So we are going to go to one of my favorite places in D.C., and I'm going to ask you to be nice to me as I get my screen share going. Um, We are going to go to the Washington Monument. We got this cool little video. I love it because it's like very retro sounding. And for those you can see, it's kind of retro looking and it's just a little different. And I really liked it. And it kind of covers everything that we want to cover on this. So... If I can find it, you'll get to see it. Um, so cool. Here's the video. But the Washington, the Lincoln Memorial uh, was set up in 1922. And over 6 million people a year um, go to the Lincoln Memorial, which is a ton of people. So yeah. let me get this going. Desiree, my Screen share is working. Yay. That's always good. It says DC by foot. I hear things. I see things. No trip to Washington complete without visiting the Lincoln Memorial, one of our nation's most treasured landmarks. So, how do you get there? 
And why all the fuss? I'm glad you asked. Found at the west end of the National Mall, the memorial is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Walk, take Capital Bike Share, or the Circulator Bus to get there. If you're on DC Metro, take the blue, orange, or silver line to the Foggy Bottom Stop at 23rd and I Street Northwest. The memorial is just over a half-mile walk south, down 23rd Street. If you're traveling by car, free parking spots are found along Ohio Drive, bordering the Potomac River. Be aware, however, that parking is often at a premium and space is not guaranteed. You've arrived. Now, how to get in. From the plaza, a grand staircase leads into the temple. If steps are a difficulty, as you face the memorial, to your left is a walkway leading into a small museum space. Here, you can find restrooms and elevator access. The memorial itself is dedicated to the memory of Abraham Lincoln. As chief executive, Lincoln abolished slavery and shepherded the nation through civil war. The memorial is rich in history and symbolism. Constructed under the direction of architect Henry Bacon, it is made to resemble a Greek temple, which we associate with the traditions of Athenian democracy and yogurt manufacturing. Around the perimeter are 36 pillars, one for each state in the Union during the Civil War. Directly above the pillars are two rows of state names, the 36 Civil War era states and the 48 which existed when the memorial was dedicated in 1922. If you're from Alaska or Hawaii, don't worry, your plaque is found on the staircase. From the base of the reflecting pool, 87 steps, or four score and seven, lead into the temple, a reference to the opening of Lincoln's famed Gettysburg Address. As you enter and face Lincoln's statue, the address itself is etched into the wall to your left, while Lincoln's second inaugural address adorns the wall to your right. Both speeches are topped with murals, allegorically depicting emancipation and national reunification. Designed by sculptor Daniel Chester French and carved in marble, Lincoln's statue is 19 feet tall and sits atop a chair draped with the American flag, the arms of which are supported by bundled rods called fasces, a classic Roman symbol of unity. Fasces also adorn the base of the two ornamental cauldrons which decorate the temple steps. Lincoln's left hand is clenched, representing his strength as a wartime president. His right hand is open, demonstrating his charitable vision for post-war reconstruction. We hope you enjoy your visit to the Lincoln Memorial. To learn more about the selection of fascinating tours we offer, make sure to visit our website at www.dcbyfoot.com. So for all you guys that are listening and are here, we're going to list all these websites on our Out of Sight Adventure Facebook page. So you guys can go back and refer to it. So after we go to there, I'm going to need a beer because that's a lot of walking. And my favorite place to get a beer in D.C. is the Church Key Craft Brewery. Um, They brew all their own beers. I love the name Church Key because what a lot of people don't know if you haven't been in the bar industry, the bottle opener (laughs) is irreverently known as the Church Key because it's opening some people's church uh, holy water. So um, Church Key Craft Brewery. And the beer there is delicious right now. You're unable to get anything, but it will reopen. It's on their website. And if you're there and 
like to partake in that wonderful thing we call beer, I would highly recommend going to Church Key. I say well, we go to, how do you feel about going to the White House next? Yes, but what we have to do is make sure we drink all of our beer and finish all of our snacks because there is no food or water allowed inside the White House. So just to let you know, when we go to the White House, you need we we make reservations up to three months, 21 days before or the maximum of three months prior. But again, the tickets are my best favorite rate. Guess what it is, Brian? Free 99. Free 99. That is correct. But we just got to make sure we get there. So what is the White House? Okay, so the White House is on 55,000 acres. 55, it's 55,000 acres. Okay. 55,000 square foot (laughs) mansion. It takes up a whole state. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And we thought he was powerful before this call. Right? Okay. So it's on 18 acres. Okay. It's 18 acres and it's 55,000 square foot home. It has 132 rooms. 32 bathrooms. Okay. I guess getting ready in the morning, there's not that you don't have to speed up. There's a bathroom for everybody. Well, no, because there's a hundred rooms that don't have bathrooms. (laughs) It's 132 rooms and only 32 bathrooms. But Uh, I'll explain what all those rooms are about. There's um, Henry Ford put in a movie. Oh, no, a bowling alley. Um, The Clintons put in a room for that's called the music room for he can play his saxophone. And that was um, Hillary Clinton did that for him for he would play the saxophone for her. Or, or she and, did it for her. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure whichever way. <laughs> and then, oh, I forgot who put in a movie theater. So each president tends to remodel things. And let me tell you, when, um, when the exchanges occur, when the president leaves for the inauguration, And when the new president comes in, a staff of over 700 come in and they only have five hours. Now, in that five hours, they paint the walls, they change the artwork, they change the carpet, they change everything to the preference of the new presidency. Amazing, right? But don't worry, there's more. There's actually six levels to the White House and, you know, half of it is underground. Then there is 400, you're going to, I know, I sound like Brian, 412 doors, 40, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, oh, fireplaces, seven stairway staircases, and three elevators. That is just the information about the White House. Now, the White House, the history of it was built in, 19, in, in 1792. George Washington actually picked the location and made all the agreements and got the gentleman who was an architect. But Thomas Jefferson didn't, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson didn't like the original designer. So Thomas Jefferson came up with the idea, let's have a competition. So this one architect, which I forgot his name, um, got won $500 for the winning design of the current White House. And what's very interesting is George Washington never got to live in there. Guess what president was the first president to live there? Number two. Who's our second president, Brian? 
Jefferson. No. John Adams. John Adams. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So um, it's amazing going into the going to visit the White House. Um, I've been been there. I've been three times. Yeah, I've been three times. And it's just I haven't been since I've lost my vision. Um, but it was just really amazing. The tour guides are great. And guess what I found out? Every single person that is listening to me and every single person that's here, I can give you a free tour of the White House without leaving your home. There is an app that you can download free on Android. Oh, oh yeah. And that other phone thing called an Apple. You mean the one that started the smartphone craze, that one? iPhone. Okay, guys. Okay. (laughs) You mean the good one. (laughs) The one that actually works. (laughs) Precisely. All you Apple people, you know. Yeah, you're outnumbered here. You're going to lose this. You should just keep going forward. I'm so dedicated to my Star Wars (laughs) geekiness. I actually have an Android. Okay. And I'm proud of it. I have an Android. (laughs) So... (laughs) So I am going to post on ACB community and our and our page um, how to download these free apps because you can actually get an audio tour um, for those of us that are blessed to have some vision. Um, you can actually experience all the rooms and all the details, and it is just such a beautiful and historical. And a little tidbit is there is a friendly sighting of a ghost there. What president still is said to be roaming the hallways, even though this is not where he died. There was 10 people that have died in in the White House, but he was not one of the 10. What president, now I do sound like Brian. Yeah, you sure do. Still roams the hallways (laughs) of of the White House. Brian? Oh, Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. That's right. That's right. Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm super excited to share this information and I would love to talk more about the White House, but um, we've got so many other places to go. Where are yes. we going next, Brian? We are going to the Capitol building. And this is really where we should have started because one of the things I learned when we got doing this, that all streets in Washington, D.C. end at the Capitol building. Kind of a crazy thing. I was like, that's cool. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of... That. Kind of like um, the the castles that the Magic Kingdoms, where everything's kind of forks off of it. So um, there are miles and miles of underground tunnels that are not accessible to the general public. Now, I could tell you about the dome and all the statues and all that stuff, but I, I decided to go a little travel geek on you and, and do some stuff that is not as known because most people know a little bit about the capital. So. Um, there's an L- set of elevators that you could get to, but they're off limits because it's only for the senators. As far as I could tell, not even the Congress people, um, the representatives can use it. The, it's only for senators. So I was like, that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I laughed at this one. Marble bathtubs are throughout because in 1858, one of the largest complaints of those serving in Congress was that they all stunk. Because they all stayed in a a tenement house across the street that did not have running water. And so they installed marble bathtubs so the congresspeople could take baths and not offend with their odor. So I was like, that's kind of funny. And then there is a crypt and a crypt viewing area underneath the Capitol because it was built for George Washington. 
uh, to be buried there and for people to walk through and they were going to kind of mummify him and all that for kind of like um, Lenin's tomb in Russia. But he elected not to be buried there. And so it is just an empty crypt. And But I believe you can still go visit it from what I could tell. So I was like, that was kind of cool. cool. So that's the Capitol building is really cool. What I like about the Capitol building is that you could actually go in and um, sit in and watch a session of Congress from the gallery. And I'm sure there's rules uh, that you have to sign up and do all that. So you can't just walk in, but um, you mean, I can't like, I can actually like go wave at you on C-SPAN. You could wave at me on C-SPAN, although I probably wouldn't see you. Just saying. Um, well, I was. I was not like you're half blind or anything. When I, I was know. seven, I'd only see half of her hand. Precisely. Yeah, I was one of those people that would run back and forth because they didn't have computers on their desks. So, one of my jobs as a Washington D.C. page was to run notes from the senator back to the office and have them do research as they were presenting. So. I would have to sit in the back and the senator would raise their hand and I would run up, grab the message and run back to whoever to get the answer because they didn't have computers back then. Am I that just was, taking that, myself? That's a long time ago that you were a teenager, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we haven't had any, we've had Dan on and we, we visited like the major spots. We still got a couple places to go, but I would love to open up to any questions or if you've been to DC and you'd like to share an experience with us, we have time to probably take one, possibly two hands. So if we could go over how to raise your hand and we will call in the first one or two people, if you'd like to share or have a question for us. Well, we, uh, oh, we actually already have one hand. Beautiful. Let's go two hands. Two, great. So that's we'll cap it out there and we'll open it up again at the end of the show, possibly. So who's our first right. hand? Connie. Hey Connie, how are you? Hi, can you hear me? We can. We can. So I've been to Washington, DC. It was a few years ago with my husband, who's no longer with us. But we had a wonderful time going to um, the museums, which are also free, by the way, which was amazing. We were strongly advised, he was cited, we were strongly advised not to park down there because <laughs> there's really, there's no point in it. They have a wonderful metro system. And, yes, um, they do. Yeah, and so we went to the Smithsonian first and she, the lady told me, we have a Braille guide. And so I said, okay, when do you need it back? And she said, oh, you can keep that. And I still have it. It's a wonderful guide. Oh, and, very and cool. it has... And it lists all the museums and the amenities within each museum. And it lists the metro stations, you know, that are near the museums. So you, you know where to get off. And so we went, uh, I called ahead of time, called the Smithsonian um, a couple of months in advance and asked to be, um, I, I said, well, where, how can I set up individual tours? She said, well, which museum specifically are you interested in? So I told her natural history, American history, and Native American. And they were all excellent individualized tours. And the food at the Native American or the American Indian Museum was fabulous. I mean, it was just awesome. It was so um we have some wonderful. I have some wonderful memories of, of our visit in DC. Awesome, Connie. Thank you so much for sharing. And who would have thought 
the foodie needs to go to the museum to get some good food in DC. So now we have a new <laughs> new place and, to stop. Yeah. And Connie, I'm just curious. Um, did you use access of the Smithsonian? How long ago did you visit Washington? Oh, this was a long time ago. It was okay. at least okay. oh, probably 10 years ago. So the wonderful muses is they have this app called access Smithsonian. And again, I'm going to post it. Because all the numbers and everything that Connie's talking about, you can actually click on the different one. And not only do they have Braille, but they also have large print and they do have audio description. And oh, they have videos to watch before you go to the museums. So you even have a better experience. And one of them is how to go through security. And you know what? We're all travelers on here. It's just like going through TSA. They don't want you to have food. Or, or drinks and, you know, just treat it like you're going through TSA. You will go through the scanner, but it's great how they have all these videos. So we'll be So I have to finish that. my maple bacon donut before we go through security? Is that what yes, you're telling me? Yes, you have to finish your maple bacon donut before we go in, just like I got to finish my key lime donut. Yes. Okay, cool. And we had one more caller. All right. Next, we have Peggy and Debbie. I think you'll have to wait. Hi, this is Peggy, and um, I lived in um, Northern Virginia for 35 years and um, worked in D.C. for 30 years. And uh, I will say the the museums are doing so much better now at providing, you know, descriptive uh, tours and so forth. And one of the best ones that they've started doing in the last few years is the Library of Congress. And it's just a fascinating visit. And um it's definitely worth it. And awesome. um, yeah, they really, they do a lot of hands-on sort of touch things, which is very nice. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for that perspective. We appreciate sure. it. Yeah. So next year, Peggy, you're, tra- you're my travel buddy <laughs> to Washington, D.C. Next year. Next leadership. Great. Now you're chasing our listeners away. Awesome, Terry. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and take Debbie. And Debbie, you're the last one. So let's, let's okay. take her. I- Thank you. That was great with the president. I just have one little question. You said no food in the White House at all. So I'm just wondering, do they starve all those people like the president and the family and all that? (laughs) You know, what's really interesting is the the president does does not pay rent, even though he makes six figures, but they are responsible for paying for all the food. Now, they have over 500 people that work at the White House, and the chef team um, prepares all the meals, and there are some presidents that have not paid some of the dues and and bills. And I was interested that um, Bill Clinton still has over $10 million that he has to pay for his food expenses. I mean, Big Macs get expensive, you know. Yeah. And, you know, whenever they have one of those big parties, they don't pay for, um, for, um, you know, the use, the use of the White House, but they had to pay for all the expenses for having parties there. So all those foreign dignitaries and stuff like that. I thought that was really interesting. So that is. Yeah. Cool. Hey, well, you know we what? We appreciate that, Debbie. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is 48 after, and Jason Kassengway has made an appearance. Cool. Who? So, celebrity. Oh, <laughs> what? So we have 
we have a couple more minutes here to go finish where we're going. And then we hand it over to a special guest for you guys tonight. Um, but we, one of the places that I really want to go was the National Mall. And that is some place that most people are familiar with. And even if you don't know that you're familiar with it, it is all the open area around all the buildings we've talked about, the Washington Monument and all of that stuff. So it is a 25 million people actually visit there every year. And that's more than Yosemite, Yellowstone and Grand Canyon put together. I was like, that's crazy. And there's 70 monument, over 70 monuments and memorials there. Um, there's 26 miles of sidewalk and eight miles of bike trails. So like this is in a congregating area for people in DC, for tourists. It's kind of where you can go and kind of do your walking tours and get the best thing going on there. And then my favorite thing was 25,000 people. There's a giant sports complex with eight volleyball courts and... 13 softball fields. I had no idea that was there. I mean, I've been there and I, I just probably walked right by and didn't even pay attention to it and know that it was there. So they, there's this giant sports complex in the middle of the, the mall. And then also there, you'll often see people playing Frisbee and hacky sack and things like that just on the grass in front of the reflection pond and things like that. Um, and then we have the Washington Monument, which might be the most famous um, monument outside of the three buildings is... It was the tallest building in the world when it was first built. It's, it was 555 feet and five inches when it was built. And then um, that overtook the Cologne Cathedral. And But then the Eiffel Tower, a couple of years later, took over the tallest building in the world. Uh, it was privately funded at first by the Washington Monument Society, which was started by uh, Chief Justice Marshall and James Madison. And... Congress took it over because there was, as all things that happened, there was these major political things going on. And so Congress just took over the private funding of it so we could get the project done because it laid empty for like 20 years, was even used as a slaughter field during the Civil War. But the cornerstone was laid by the Freemasons. A lot of our founding fathers were Freemasons, including George Washington. And they buried at the cornerstone a copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution there. And at that dedication in 1848, um, there's, I think, eight presidents or future presidents there, including Abraham Lincoln. And so I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, you had 20,000 people at this thing in 1848 when our the whole population of the country wasn't that large to begin with. And this was a big deal, you know, that we were going to enshrine and, and make a big deal. But it, what we see today isn't the original, um, <laughs> it isn't the original design. The original design was going to be more like a Roman um, monument. They're going to have, <laughs> they're going to have uh, Washington in a chariot wearing a toga and a laurel wreath. And they had the 30 founding fathers at the base of it. And when Congress took it over, you get the simplistic, um, yet powerful uh, thing that you see today. Uh, the Pope, at the time, Pope Pius dedicated a memorial stone that was part of the building process. And there's 896 steps, 896 steps. So we got a lot of information in tonight. <laughs> okay, so real quick. Yes, um, and then Terry's... There's like over, there's like over 17 um, memorials and military um, to be able to be respectful, but um, Jason Kessley is here, so um, I'll post everything on our site. Can can we go see Jason now? Because I think he might do something really special for all of us travelers. 
Cool. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. Hello, Jason. Hey, Jason. <laughs> I was thinking I got here early enough so I'd be able to do my... But I think I missed that opportunity because I thought someone else was going to be here as well. Well, he was at the beginning. You're talking about the our president. Ah, yeah, he yes. was at the okay. beginning. I thought, okay, I you, thought I'd be introducing him. You and Dan Spoon can't court. be in the same place at the same time, like the president oh, and vice I president, see. for security reasons. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. security. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can't help you. It's all good. Anyway, Jason is joining us to talk a little bit about what happened last night. And Jason did a great concert for us on ACB Radio Cafe to raise money for ACB Radio. Maybe, Jason, you could spend a minute or two telling us exactly what the concert was for and basically what ACB Radio needs the money for. Sure. Um, I performed a Valentine's Day concert last night. Lots of good schmaltzy love songs. Some of my favorite kinds of music in this show. And it was originally slated to be 90 minutes long. <laughs> and I think a little longer I think than that. <laughs> more into three hours um, by the time we were finished. And, and with the beginning and, and ending portions that I wasn't uh, a part of necessarily uh, it was more like four hours long. So we had a fantastic time, and this show was put on to act as a fundraiser to raise money for ACB Radio to help cover our licensing costs. Uh, we want to license all of our streams, and right now we're beginning with the cafe stream, um, providing... Um, uh, the licensing for that stream and any other innovations and and infrastructure changes we make um, we're always uh, looking for ways to reach out and grab and engage more people so um, and it's that, only twenty five dollars to re-experience right. the whole concert. And you get an MP3. If you make a donation of minimum of $25, you get to relive and re-experience the live concert that you did. And I just have to say, I cried, I danced. But one thing I never experienced on this Valentine's Day was loneliness. It was so wonderful, your performance. Can you give us Thank a you. little touch for those that weren't there? A little sure, sample? I can. Before I do, I would love to give that URL so that listeners can go to the fundraiser page and make their contributions as well. And that, and that, and that page is still open. It's going to be open for the rest of the week, right? That's correct. It's yep. going to be open, I think, even longer than that, just because uh, we, we now have that link and we're going to hang on to it tightly <laughs> and uh, keep keep the um the opportunity open for contributions to be made um so you can go to tinyurl t i n y u r l .com slash acb radio and it's all lowercase tinyurl.com slash acb radio that sounds great and i hope everyone donates cuz we can sure lose the sure use the money we hope we won't lose any money <laughs> we probably will lose it after we use it <laughs> that's very true and what color was that slip 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What What do you have uh, planned for us, Jason? We have time for a, a quick song for you. And if there's a little background about why the song you're going to play is special or why you chose that. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think I chose this one simply because uh, it was fresh in my mind from last night. And it's a piece called Cheek to Cheek. Yay! Uh, yay, I all right. song. A fun love song, dancing kind of thing, and it's just a lot of fun to play. So um, if you're ready for me, I'll play it for you. We are ready. Yes. Okay. Heaven, I'm in heaven, and my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Fantastic, fantastic. What a performance. If you'd give us the website for a donation one more time, that would be great, Jason. Sure. tinyurl.com slash acbradio. Thank you very much, and thank you for being so talented. We, we enjoyed it, and I think this is a first for us on Out of Sight Adventures, having a live musical performance, so it's great. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> great. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks, thank everybody, so much, listening. For everybody for listening to ACB Radio Community, in this case, for Out of Sight Adventures. Good night.